who can bear. What would we give to be never to have the experience of any sorrow or grief, any pain or tragedy, any suffering of any kind? What would a man give for that kind of life experience? One song of long ago days raises the question, why must there be suffering and pain? The song continues, would someone give me an answer to this mystery that troubles me so? Goes on, so now I ask the Father, who rules the world below, to please give me an answer to the questions that trouble me so. The best way, perhaps, the only way, to go on through life is to trust in the sovereignty and the power and the majesty and the wisdom and the intimacy and the caring and the grace of Almighty God. No other approach in this life will work. No matter what you turn to, and I know that there are none that have turned to opiates in this congregation. No other approach makes any sense whatsoever. For us to live with and endure life's curve, and then the question is, if I must endure and live with life's pain and agony, suffering, travail, if I must live with it, then how long Will it last? And so I'm asking you to listen this morning. If I must live with it, I'm thinking particularly about someone. So listen if you will. These are strange and difficult and critical times in which we're living. All of us, without exception, have felt greedy when we heard of the way that the president responded to Mrs. Leisha Johnson, the wife of slain Sergeant Ladavis Johnson, where long three other soldiers were caught in an ambush in Nigeria. Of course, I did not know them personally, and they did not know me at all. Yet I did know them, and they did know me. For all of us, without exception, are candidates for sorrow, pain, and grief in the same so there is a piece of me that dies with the death, even of those I do not know. It is a human reaction 
And I think most, if not all of us, feel to some extent the same way when we hear of a tragic death, a tragic situation, a loss of life, the fires raging in California, the killings on the streets here in Philadelphia, mass shootings in a church and from a hotel building. In this instance, I feel I strongly feel, and you must bear with me to express my inward feeling and ask God what David asked him. Oh God, hear my prayer. For when my spirit is overwhelmed with him, so I must vent what I feel David said. Something on the behalf of Miss, Mrs. Maisha Johnson, the 24-year-old wife, the mother of two, and expecting a third time. Woman broken with grief and sorrow, distraught and frightened, agonizing over the loss of her husband and father of her children. And as I heard her speak in the, to the news commentator, she let it be known to the world that she was angry at the tone of voice of President Trump when he finally did call her and said this is what he signed up for. The words of our second text this morning could well have been this young widow. When my heart is overwhelmed within me, broken, sorrowful, and hardly can catch a breath, but she said, Lead me to the rock. Which is higher than I. Mrs. Johnson had not received an answer to her necessary inquiries. What happened? Where was he? Let me see him. She got nothing. And all the president did was add an insult to injury. No one signs up in the military. To die. They go to the military to defend. The president was most disingenuous, disrespectful, discompassionate to approach a phone conversation in such a manner without at first expressing his and the nation's sorrowful regret. Prayer for her husband and her children, the loss of their family member. As all the other men and women who died in defense of this nation. So I stand here at this hour saluting the fighting men of this nation for their courage, their boldness, their determination to fight for the rights we adore. 
And as you look Sergeant Dalton and the other three, for their grave to be willing to make the ultimate sacrifice under those extreme and surprising circumstances. For evil spoken in the first text from Amos 3 and 6 is that of calamity. And we might read it so. Shall there be a calamity in the city? And the Lord has not done it. A question exceedingly appropriate at the present time. So you need must bear with me. As I trust God to help me work through these two texts in an attempt to affect some helpful, consoling answer. Perhaps there will be none to the question. As why God does allow suffering. Why does God allow evil in the world? There's a problem that must be solved, and the problem will be solved in God's own time. We not how is evil born. But we can ask, how will evil die? Not how it came into the world, but the mischief it has brought since its coming. How is it going to be driven out? I tell you this morning, God will work it out. God moves in mysterious ways. His wonders to perform. There be evil in this city. <clears throat> we just heard of these two youth being killed this past week by other suspected youth. How well do we realize that calamity of an unusual and disastrous nature has fallen on this week? The fires in California, Hurricane Harvey, Emerson, Maria, Houston, Florida, Puerto Rico. Evil in the city. But what I cannot, in my final attempt to seek and understand. Amos says, Shall there be evil in the sick? And the Lord has not done. Am I choosing God for all the evil in the world? Shall there be evil in the sick? There must be a reason that the prophet Amos said. And the Lord had not done it. Had the Lord not done it, we lost one of the great rooms in this. I don't listen to it. Fast down now. Thousand tongues could do a die Evil in 
into a desperate life affecting situation. Your emotions perhaps become unwired, mentally and physically, trying to go through your mind, almost near the state of panic. His death along with the three other soldiers were not treated by the president with the dignity, honor, and devotion they ought to have attributed to them by the leader of the free world and the most powerful office holder in the world. I said before, I say again, he could have said more if it were in him than he would have said. I've said in times past, as I said, talking down to the others. Were I eulogizing them? I said it. I did not know them. They did not know me. Yet I did know them, and they did know me. For every last one of us are candidates for death, sorrow, pain, and grief. His epitaph was inspiring as his wife and others, <clears throat> the congresswoman as well, summed, summed up his life. And so I stand here, and I wish I could have done more. I wish I could, but here's what I can do. I can salute these brave heroes and their sacrifice. But I say to all of us that these soldiers caught in ambush in Niger are my heroes. Our heroes. America's heroes. Every man or woman in our nation's military are our heroes. And are not ever to be forgotten of the great sacrifice they made Yanni and precious memory, their precious memory, say to his wife and children, in the words best describe what we could say and must say. Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. In other words, in the times of deepest distress and torment of mind, there's no one you can go to but God. Who can I turn to? When all around me is seeking sin, even my trusted friend may not be there when I need the most. Family sometimes cannot be reached by some. When my heart said this, overwhelmed was in me. Trouble was tearing me apart. The sickness that holds me together. Circuit. And I, my heart is complicated. Yes, yes. Ray 
Hardly ever heard it spoken. But God knew the man. And he raised up Samuel. If Moses was the leader in their national formulation, and in the dark ages, the dark period of Israel's history, God raised up Samuel. And Samuel rightly then became the head of the second re revival of the Israel people. Are you His method was necessary. Indeed, it was needed when the time of Israel was in the dark ages. In the dungeon, in the swamp, in the mud, in the mine, God raised up sin. Because there was a need for God to raise up a man. Are you listening to me? Slaves. They were born out of slavery. And they went wild. And they went to the golden cap. God said sin. If Abraham, the father of the Jewish nation, and Moses, who served under God to write the Declaration of Freedom, the Ten Commandments. Are you listening? If George Washington but the father of America. And the Declaration of Independence was signed. America said, racism, Jim Crow, segregation, violence. God raised up another land. When America was going through its dark experience of religion and violence, Killing of God's people of Hamitic descent. God raised up Martin Luther King Jr. Amen. If Washington was a sounder, then Martin was the conscience of America. And President Lincoln James Johnson, by God's direct director, signed in 1965. The civil rights legislation yeah. and the accommodation legislation. Yeah. Because America's conscience has been clear. Are you listening? Yeah. There's been evil in the city. Yeah. But God's people yeah. know how to pray. They're not a child of God. We have to be taught to pray. Amen. You heard me say it before. Who taught you to pray? Yeah. Sorrow? Yeah. Grief? Yeah. Pain? Yeah. Like David, you had to bow before the king of glory. Yeah. 
just an Agnes Jones. I'm so old-fashioned. Right? But you tell me that it was a song, Sister Tracy, that our people sang. They turned their pots down. Fasted and prayed. And then the song goes on to sing that it seemed as though a man came from the top. The man that came, he was well prepared. You remember those songs of the ancient days of our people. But unless and until God's people began to pray again, began to call on heaven, violence in the city, drug epidemic in America, all over the world, there are Christ. But God has called his people. If my people, but to call by my name. To humble themselves and pray. Turn from their wicked ways. Then God will hear the land. We need God to heal us. America is hurting. America is suffering. Why does God allow suffering? Maybe because. God has sent it so that we can run to him. Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. If thou would myself for me, where can I go? We must run like the text said. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Listen at the text as we close. We not be able to finish this. But the text said, no matter where you are, God will hear you. The text says that, doesn't it? The text says, from the end of the earth, where are you to the end of the earth? My God, I'm glad to know that David said, even from the end of the earth. That is, you're close to God at the end of the earth. You're going closer to Him. It's your situation, it's your trial, it's your trouble has got this overwhelmed even from the end of the earth. That's perhaps to some not only a nearer place to God, but it's also to show the distance that you're going from Him. Mm. Yeah. So if you are that distance from God because you're at the end of the earth, God will still heal. Amen. There is no place you can run behind. That's right. He will hear your humble cry. But God is going to hear your manly pantry prayer. When your heart's overwhelmed, God is going to hear your pretentious prayer. The Pharisees prayed that way. Just so others could see them. The Pharisees, they, they fasted and let everybody know. That they were all sad. But child of God, when you go to God in prayer and stand before Him, fix yourself up. Because you're standing in the presence of Almighty God. And look up to the hill. When you look up and see heaven opening, 
and then sing. Go ahead and sing. The psalm is going to hear some of the songs of this generation. You go ahead and sing the songs of your day. God has smiled on me. He has set me. No matter what the danger is on, if you trust God, Lord, be a shield all around me every day. God will protect his sons and daughters. Have you ever been son of that in life? Has God ever been with you? When your trials are so oppressive,
because God is working it out. He's working out. It's always, how, how come somebody, how come it's always somebody else who's that fault? And yet you're the one that's suffering because somebody else has done something to you. No, God is allowing He's sending you down. Getting rid of all of those rocks and bumps in your life so that you'll be a sick devil for the master's use. But go ahead and laugh, God. When I come through, glory to God's name. I'm in peace. But when I come through, I don't like it. It hurts. But when I come through, I shall come through as pure hope. Some to the fire. Some to the flood. Some to hard times. But all through the blood. It's rough now. We're going through a rough season in America. You're not sure whether or not you're going to have a full health care. You're not sure whether our nation and nations of the world are stable. Critical times, crisis are upon us. But the psalm says, lead me to the rock. And here's his testimony. God has been the show for me. If you're taught of God, no matter what you're going through, no matter what we're going through, right. somebody say the Lord is able. Somebody shout, the Lord is able. The Lord is able. He will bring you through. If he doesn't bring you through, he'll give you strength to get through. And if without the strength, some of us may not be able to walk through. We may have to crawl through. But if that is not successful in your life, when my mother and my father were sick, then the Lord would take me out. So when God knows you can't handle it no more, and you throw yourself on here, the arms of the Lord reaches from heaven. Precious Lord, Yeah. Tired of all the pills. Yeah. Tired of 
I listen very quickly to uh, the chapel. All of us. Let's go there quickly. Let's get there quickly, then go. Oh, excuse me. Good morning there. Oh. Okay, so I can tell them about this revival. Get on. <laughs> Did you get it this morning? Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> 